Hey y'all, welcome back to She's My Person. Ellen and I are super excited to be here with you today. We're actually both pretty exhausted. It's been a long couple work weeks for both of us. And we know that it's just important to show up in the middle of it all. So we're just showing up for y'all. But we are starting our- Tired as it gets. As tired as it gets, yes. We are starting a new series today. We just wrapped up our body image series with probably the most vulnerable thing I've ever recorded. So if you did not listen to our last episode, I shared in depth about my eating disorder struggles and just the imperfect journey that I've been on since. So if you've ever battled with that, highly recommend listening to it. But this series is going to be all about business, career, And just where we're at in life currently, I think this topic, just like everything else, is ever evolving. But I've owned a couple of businesses and I currently am actually working for a business as well. And Elle has had multiple different positions on the corporate side of the world. So we're just going to share some lessons and also just share some similarities that are present in all of the paths that we take, even if our positions look a little different. So yeah, that's where we're going to kick off today. Yeah, we're winging it because it's been a day. But yeah, we we both have had similar, but I would say very different career paths. Jen and I are both very entrepreneur-like, I would say. We both obviously have had very direct roles in our career paths, but we're also always thinking and always wanting to do different things. So it's been interesting, especially for me in a corporate realm, trying to kind of navigate having a very set role, but also still feeling like I have freedom to do things that I want to do or be creative within my job also. Yeah. Well, and we'll just be completely transparent with y'all. Our main goal is to just podcast. Our main goal is to just be able to speak to you and be in our friendship every second of every day. So that's really the purpose of why we're here. So we can all just start sharing this. (laughs) Yeah. You can just go ahead and just hit share and give us a rating. Like we're really just hustling to just only have to be each other's friend as our full-time position. But um, (laughs) no, yeah, I really jumped into business ownership pretty soon after college, which I've shared on here in a previous episode, but it was a franchise. So I did have a little bit of support around the business model, what was expected of me. It also felt a little bit more of like a calculated risk because I was able to compare numbers to businesses that were doing the exact same thing I was doing. So financially, it gave a little bit more security. However, since opening my first studio, I've had a lot of challenges on the financial front. My current studio is in Hilton Head Island, and I've owned it for two years. And within that, we've had a global pandemic and a hurricane and multiple, <laughs> multiple team changes. And also, I took, I took over this business. So for background, I opened one studio on my own from the ground up. And then the studio I currently own is one that I purchased from somebody else. And so that was a very different process because I was going back and rewriting a story that I hadn't told from the beginning. And so there were challenges in that because things had been done a different way. And I I was friends with the girls that I was now becoming the boss of. And so it was a very humbling experience and also lesson filled because I was doing everything for the first time, even though I had owned a similar business, it felt very different to come into somebody else's space and try to imprint my own mission on it moving forward. And, you know, to be completely vulnerable, we're still working on that. It's a process. And it's also hard for me to not be super empathetic, even in business, which has had multiple struggles as a leader. And I feel like I'm learning every day. But I think opening young, so many people are afraid to take the risk because they're young or they don't have the experience. And like the reality is, it's like, we're never really ready. 
And now that I've started working for a company that I don't own, just supporting the operations side, I'm realizing that a lot of the lessons are universal. And it's like, we're never really ready for any position or any step in our career or our life. It's just like the, the decision to step out and courage to take the leap before we know if we're going to be supported. Because regardless of where you end up, the lessons that you learn along the way are all guiding you towards that like main purpose and where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And it's, it's funny that you say, you know, no matter what role you're in, you're really not fully ready. And one of my coworkers and I were actually laughing. There's a statistic. I don't remember what the actual numbers are, but more women are less likely to take jobs that they aren't quote unquote qualified for than men, because it's just, you feel like you have to check every box and you have to go into this situation confident, like, you know, each task that you're going to be given every day. And in reality, I mean, no matter what job you're doing, everything's going to look different, whether you're a business owner or whether you're working under a corporate or a family owned business, it's going to be different for each company you're, you're with. And I think sometimes that's a learning curve in itself, just being able to feel confident, feel comfortable, not knowing exactly what you're going to be doing. And I think you make a good point too, Jenna, that it, it takes almost doing it to really learn. And I know for me, I, I can sit there and I can read a piece of paper, or watch a video on how to do something 30 times. And the minute I actually do it, I feel 10 times better. Like I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I didn't catch that the other times that I- Oh yeah. And I mean, we just, we never, we never fully know. I mean, like I spent last January putting together projections for my business and, you know, within those projections, like you account for little things. Like if we were to have another hurricane or um, we live in the low country, so hurricanes are a regular thing for those of you all that are like, why is she wildly planning for a hurricane to happen? Uh, it happened. It's actually happened four years in a row. But, you know, like- I I'm still mad you never came here for that. Yeah, I know. I really, that that really needs to be the evacuation location. (laughs) But no, it's just, you know, it's like there were a lot of things that I planned for, a lot of things I could take into account given the history of what the studio had gone through. But a global pandemic, that was not on the list, y'all, you know, and it's like most businesses don't have a global relief fund or six months of expenses covered in their business account. And like all the things that you hear people telling you, you have to have before you do this. And it's like, 90% of us don't have that. You know, I don't run Lululemon. I don't have ample funds to support my employees if we're closed for a year. You know, it's like, there's a lot of stuff that just isn't there and a lot of stuff that we cannot plan for. And I would say that I was much more strict with my need to see what's going to come next prior to this past year, because it was like, you know, some of my worst fears, like my bank account going into the negative or my business not having the funds to cover its basic expenses or having to tell my team that they didn't have a job for 60 days, like stuff that at one point, like would have kept me up at night and like just completely crippled me was stuff that was happening in real time. And it was also completely out of my realm of control. It didn't matter how good I was at my job. It didn't matter how badass of a leader I was. It didn't matter how much I loved my team or my clients. If the state tells you you're not allowed to be open, you physically have to close your doors and accept the fact that your business can't make money for however long it's going to stay that way. And so it was a big time of surrender for me. And my relationship was a really big part of that because he's incredibly just grounded in what matters and he's able to give things to God and material things just don't hold value to him. He's all about connection and quality time and things that I care deeply about, but never felt like I had the luxury to prioritize. 
and I'll like never forget when the global pandemic hit, I was like making lunch and I was starving and I was crying and he like walks in the door and he just had like my favorite snack and a tea for me to like drink and eat while I made lunch and was like, you know, we have each other and no matter what happens, no matter how much money is lost, whether we're both working or we're both not, like we're going to be fine. And he's like, it's okay to just like lean in and trust me. And it was like the deepest surrender I've ever had in my life. And he was a huge part of that. I do think that so much of our hearts can be elevated when we allow them to truly receive the love of another person. But it was in that moment where I realized that like, all I actually cared about was having love in my life and for the people in my world to know that I'm going to fight for them when we're falling in, when we're flying, even though that fight's going to look different and what I'm able to provide them with is going to be different. But it was just, it was a big time of surrender because I finally just gave it all to God. I let it all go. And I was like, you know, whatever happens, all I can do is show up to the best of my ability within the guidelines in the safest way possible every day. And the outcome is out of my hands. And my business is open and we have money in our account again and it worked itself out. And so, you know, like you're just never going to know. There's never a right time. There's never that element of trust is always going to be required. And the surrender piece was something I was so resistant towards. And now that I've done it, it's like I realized how much joy I was missing out on by trying to control the next moment instead of like living and loving in the one that I currently had in front of me. I think it's, I think it's interesting that it almost took something that was out of your control to wake you up to that. Because I know definitely for me, I mean, I, I've always worked for some form of corporate organization, whether it's more of like a family owned or an actual like national corporate company. I've always felt really secure because you're getting a paycheck no matter if you get every single to-do list done or not. You know, it just, you always knew something was coming in. Whereas a business owner, you have to make sure that you're able to get paid and you have people coming in your door so you can pay your employees. So it's kind of a different spectrum. But for me, I mean, I got furloughed in the beginning of the pandemic. So when she it, says beginning, y'all, we're talking like first week. <laughs> it was like before <laughs> it was like before we even knew what the hell was going on. So it was actually very <laughs> scary. Like both of us were like, what is happening in life right now? And are we going to be okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like March, first week of March. Yeah. Um, I think the first shutdown I was furloughed. <laughs> Yeah, there was a big panic um, moment that happened there for sure. Exactly. And it, it's funny because I never had to worry about a job until then. And I think, you know, as scary as it was, it, it did the same for me. I was able to just realize everything's going to be okay. Like I have to just have confidence that no matter what comes of this, you know, I'll, I'll be fine as long as I have people around me that I love and care about. And obviously everyone was super supportive and I was able to file for unemployment. So I was, I was fine on that side of things. But it gave me confidence going forward with any job that, you know, no matter what, you're going to be, you're going to come out of it totally fine. And that's, and that's actually helped me kind of release a little bit of, I wouldn't say fear, maybe just stress, even in my position now, just knowing that it can never really get worse, if that makes sense. Well, honestly, though, there was so much like, value for you in that time though because you know Elle hustles in her work like she owns the company like she's the type of employee that when you get you're like this person is gold and I never want to let go of them and so you know and that not like to a bit like I have my current manager is that way like I could not sing enough praises that would validate her ability I mean she treats it like it's literally an extension of her own heart as well and when you have those people they're invaluable 
but it also causes them to give so much more. And like, I have to be so conscious in leading her that like, I tell her how much I appreciate her because I know she goes above and beyond. And I know that I let things fall through the cracks. And like, Elle was that person in her previous position. And she was giving a lot of herself, like way beyond what she even needed to and what was even like outlined. And so a lot of, you know, I feel like you had a lot of realization when you got through load and you were like taking the time to actually just be like, what do I want? And like, what makes me happy? And you were spending more time at home and like doing more things like meditation and like figuring out what exercises are going to work now that your body's starting to heal. And like, you know, I feel like I watched you grow personally in a lot of ways that you were, you know, resistant towards because work was taking up so much of your world. So there was like so much value, like it was the worst, like we thought when it first happened, it was like the worst thing that could have happened to both of us. But like, we talk so much about the growth that we had in 2020, like the person that we are on the other side of that. I don't think either of us could have seen that coming. No, not at all. And I like that you use the word outlined for job roles because, you know, there's, I don't know if you, if you've ever gone into a role where you're not really experienced, like we had said, but you also are kind of learning and trying to understand what your job is in the company, it can be difficult. And for me, you know, my, my actual job description listed very general and basic duties. And I, I felt pretty confident that I'd be able to figure it out. And once I got into the actual job, I was like, wow, there's so much more than I realized that I had to do. So I think, you know, and we've talked about this before, just basically setting boundaries in a workplace too, but it is so important to understand what you're being asked to do and really ask questions. What is my role? What's my timeline? Just different things like that, because I got so caught up in just being available and having the answer to anything and finding whatever it is that I'm asked of. And it it really can be exhausting. And honestly, it might end up taking more time to function that way than really you could be efficient and just ask. And if you are supposed to do that, then figure it out from that person. What, what exactly does it look like? What are you expecting? Not just, okay, yeah, I'll get it done. And then spend three hours trying to figure it out. Yeah. And like we had a separate episode on boundaries and stuff, but neither of us really knew how to do that before 2020, because like we went right out of college and stepped right into the hustle. And so like our, our personal lives took a back seat. I mean, I didn't know what it was like to have a lover that like showed up with so much grace and understanding and like gentle strength that was going to level me up to a person that I never thought I could find in somebody else. And so like before I knew that, before I knew how much I value quiet time to myself or 10 minutes at the end of the day to cuddle my puppy without like stress, like before I knew what those moments actually felt like, that like I could be an adult and I could still receive joy and pleasure and love and like and have a career. Like, I think so many of us think it has to be like one or the other. It's like we either hustle or we play. And there's like no actual combination that supports us in a way that's loving and elevating. And it's a huge lie. But until I had experienced, you know, like I felt like I experienced the hustle to the most drastic of terms. And then I experienced the world shutting down and having nothing to do every single day except wake up and love my partner and take walks on the beach and do things that I never made time for before. It took seeing both extremes to realize like, you know what, these actually can exist together. They can work parallel with one another. And like, I don't have to sacrifice one side in order to be able to receive the benefits of the other one. And I don't know truly without the world shutting down, if I ever would have seen it like that. And it's like, now, like I had work to do last night that definitely could have waited till this morning. And so I shut my computer and like took a shower and drank some tea and like, 
you know, I was home and I had the space to do the work, but just because we had the space to do it does not mean that the hustle deserves every ounce and second and like breath that we take in a day. And I had to see it from both sides of the extreme to understand that like we need both. And my soul is not nourished without both. And I'm also a better leader. I'm a better employee. I'm a better friend when like both sides are being nourished equally. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I take the time, even like you said, just to literally make a cup of tea or just put your computer down, the next day I wake up feeling kind of excited to do the work. I don't know if that, like that might sound lame, but I feel like I just, I feel rejuvenated and I'm ready to actually take on whatever it was that I set aside last night. And, you know, there was a point in time where, like you said, it felt like you had to do it as soon as it was in front of you. And I definitely was not doing my best work that way rather than just being able to, yeah, take the time. And I think too, just having fun with what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, obviously there's so many different jobs and so many different roles out there. So every day is not going to be glorious and you're definitely going to have days that are really hard, especially if you're in the medical field or something like that. But if you can go into your job, just trying to stay true to yourself and keep your mission and your purpose for why you signed up for the job that you're in. I think it can really make a difference for your day to day rather than going into it. Like it's a Monday, just treat it like it's an, it's a normal day and you're going to accomplish what you can. I think that's the best way to approach it. Yeah, I agree fully. And my current boss for the other position that I do always says like how we do one thing is how we do all things. And it's so true. And like, I've realized that now that I understand what it's like to nourish from a personal side that I fight for that in my business. And I'm currently in a rebuilding process with that because I'm realizing that certain things that I thought were working before actually weren't working. And that being a leader gives me the right to decide where I invest my energy and how I do it. And the team that I choose to be around me when I do that. And so, you know, it's forcing me to have conversations that quite honestly, I probably should have had a year ago. Because I, you know, I used to fear like I wanted to be a people pleaser. And I wanted to be like, well, I can just do this better. Or you know, show up for them in this way or try to read their mind when they're not being clear about what they need from me. And it was like, it, you know, it's exhausting, but I, I just, it took space for me to realize what parts were exhausting me. And a lot of times we actually have power to change that narrative. We're able to make decisions. Even if you aren't the boss, you're able to set that boundary at work. If you're working 80 hour weeks and you're only getting paid for 40, like you're able to have a conversation. And part of that's just knowing our value, knowing that we deserve to be nourished all the way around. And, you know, just having the courage to have the conversation, because like we've talked about in a previous episode, I think around relationships, like so often we fear when we make that known that it's going to be like the end of the road. And if it is, it's like, why would you want to stay in a job or own a business or be in a relationship if it's not honoring what's sacred to you? And I think that was the biggest realization I took from last year was like, the only thing I actually need is to feel like I am a whole person and that my soul is getting what it needs and that I'm prioritizing what's sacred to me and anything that doesn't do that, my world's not going to fall apart if I lose that thing. And I think that was probably like the lesson that came through in the stillness that before I was like, well, it's work, whatever has to get done has to get done. And it's like, that's actually a mindset and an expectation that you're putting on yourself and you have the power to change it. Exactly. And I think, and we've talked about this too, but I think the biggest thing really comes down to communication because if your boss sees what you're doing or whoever you're answering to, or even your employees, I think, you know, that they're not going to expect you to be working 80 hour weeks, getting minimum pay. And if they are, like you said, that's really not where you need to be. 
I think if you just are able to feel confident and say, Hey, look, I've been, I've been working on this for X amount of time and I need, I need some extra time for this, or I need to pass this along to someone else that really shouldn't be as scary as we make it. And I know I'm guilty myself of feeling like I look like I'm not willing to put the work in or whatever it is. But in reality, it's, it's helping the company at the end of the day. So if you're able to just say, Hey, this isn't going to get done unless you want me to drop this other project or whatever it might look like, then I think that's, that's the most important thing that you can do. And I know with the company that I'm in right now, everyone's very respectful of like work-life balance. Like if you're, if you're working at eight o'clock and you're supposed to be done at four 30, people are going to ask you, do you have the capacity to get this done or to have this conversation? Or should we just talk tomorrow? Like whatever it might look like, they're not expecting you to work up until eight o'clock if you had already worked an eight hour day or whatever it is. So that's, that's really nice. Yeah. I think I'm really happy that you're in a position like that. And I also think like, you know, we attract what we desire and what we put out into the world. And I think like, you know, Elle, you've had so much personal growth. We both have. And I feel like that's a big reason why you're in a position that respects that now, because it like became a value of yours, you know? And it's like, we have to ask for what we need. We have to demand the respect. We have to like search for places that are going to honor those things. And I think, you know, as a business owner, one thing I've put into place is like, before I ask my girls to do something, it's like, would I have any problem doing this? Like if I had the day that I know they have today, would I have the capacity to hold this? And that's a really good way to hold yourself accountable. And then in my position that I work for somebody else, I have to ask myself, like, do I actually have the space for that? You know, and like, can I actually hold this? Or am I going to drop the ball? So I think that's a big, that's a big way to just like measure the importance of things and also just hold yourself accountable because it's very easy to say like yes I'll do that or just hand something off to somebody else without like that second thought so I think the intentionality is a huge portion yeah and and having you throughout any of my job transitions has been so helpful just because one you know me and two you being a business owner really does give me some perspective that you're really not expecting every single thing to be done right that second it's just because you're obviously passionate about your company, you want to make sure that you're doing everything that you can to have it running and working in a way that's functional for everyone. So I think actually you as your position, you prefer employees that are going to come to you and have those conversations rather than just trying to guess and see what their workload is. Because if people aren't talking about it, you're really not going to know. Yeah. I mean, if you leave the space open and every time you hand something off to someone, they're like, yeah, great. Got it. It's like, I don't know that that's a boundary for them as a business owner. And I also know that if I communicate that to my boss, she doesn't know it's a boundary for me. So she'll keep handing things or keep sending things. And like, you know, I have to be able to have a turnoff point the same way that my girls deserve that. But we also have to be an adult about it and know how to communicate. And I think as we wrap this up, that's really just the biggest thing. We're going to dive a lot deeper into certain topics of our careers, but tonight it just felt important to kind of share with y'all like where we currently are, some lessons that we're learning, and just also how we're living life differently post-COVID, like, which not that we're, not that we're post-COVID, but post being closed (laughs) for COVID. Um, It's so funny, actually, like we were, friends and I were laughing about somebody posting like post-COVID the other day, because we're so not over it. So that was the wrong, wrong terminology, but um, post, post our businesses being closed and also just like, from the world shutting down, there was a lot of lessons that came outside of that. And we definitely had 
a ton of them on the business career side. So we just wanted to share a little insight on that and just remind you that like, it's okay to take some of the things that you valued when the world was slower into this new pace with you. Like you get to set that narrative, you get to set the boundaries around it. And I promise you that there's like a job, a relationship, a friendship, all the things that are going to meet you where you are. You just have to have the courage to stand your ground. Yep. I completely agree. And I also laugh. I actually am the opposite. And I feel like we're stuck in 2020 until COVID is over. Like I keep saying, oh yeah, 2020 has been a year. And I'm like, oh, I guess it's 2021 now, but until yeah, COVID is over, it's going to be 2020. I saw this post that I did that was like, is 2021 going to have any other months or is it just January? Because I felt like January was like an extension of 2020. So <laughs> exactly. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we're moving forward. Um, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> Cheers but, to a good new year, everyone. Yes, yes. <laughs> the new year might be starting like June 1st. I haven't decided when that's going to be. So I'll let y'all know when you need to like have your resolutions in by. But <laughs> um, it's certainly not today. Today is not the new year. And we're, this is also like an ever evolving learning process for us both. But next week, we are going to just continue this conversation probably a little bit more on like, actually what we do. And, you know, some like, usable tactics that we've found successful in work and also just in work-life balance. I think that's a separate topic. We kind of talked to why it's important, but we'll share how we actually put that into practice. And we have some guests coming on later in the month to close out this series. So stay tuned. In the meantime, thanks for dealing with us being exhausted today. And we are so grateful for you being here and we always welcome your feedback too. Thanks everyone.